This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this podcast is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. I am so blessed today to have Melissa with me. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you for joining us on the show. No, thank you for for having me. I'm I'm very excited to to chat with you and, and spend some time sharing some of my experience. So thank you. You're welcome. And you are such an amazing person. The more I get to know you, like we clicked the first time we chatted, it's just like heart to heart. Like we get each other. other. (laughs) I'm so excited for the audience to hear about you today. So for the people that don't know anything about you, what is like, what would you tell them about Melissa? Like what should they know about you? Well, I would say that I am a career coach, a marketer, and a badass. I'm a self-proclaimed badass who uh, went from working with oil ships in Venezuela to now leading a regional marketing team at a top software company in New York. So my life has been like, like we say in in my country, uh, telenovela. My life has been like a soap opera full of stories, unexpected twists, like we do not have time to cover all of those today, but believe me, I can I can like spend the whole night with you. Um, so yeah, I am uh, from Venezuela originally, and I've been living in New York for the last two years. Awesome, and that's what I'm excited for people to hear stories and and connect with them, and understanding that our career paths and our just life paths don't always have to look a way that we plan as childhood or how people plan it out for us. So. With all that, Melissa, I'm going to ask you, what are you not sorry for? I am not sorry for doing unexpected things by challenging. I'm so, I'm so not sorry for challenging the status quo, challenging anything that was an expectation that others had of me. Because at the end of the day, I trusted, I trusted my gut and it's gotten me where I am. Yes, so I, I love would it. say, yeah. What What's a story that got you to like this point right here? That's like, hey, I, I know that there's a few of them, <laughs> but what what would you tell the audience on some of your unexpected things that you look back on your life and be like, that could have been or my what was a pivotal point in your story in a transition? Yeah, totally. I, you know, there were obviously, like you said, there, there's many pivotal points, uh, but I think one that was like really uh, transformative for me was when I left, I left my country uh, when I was around 22nd, 22 years old, not 22nd, 22 years old. Uh, and I was, I had graduated from high school and I didn't immediately go to college. So I, I chose love instead of reason back then you know i was i was very young and i decided to you know 
live with my boyfriend and we decided to be adults very early. So I kind of paused school because we needed to work, you know, full day job to pay rent and pay food and all of that. So I kind of like didn't go to school immediately. And I got a, a lot of, you know, bad rep from my family on that. A lot of like, and, and I totally understand today they were, they were freaking out. They were like, what is she doing? She's throwing away her life, whatever. Uh, but then, you know, that relationship um, ended um, and the experience was learned and I decided to, to leave. I decided to, to go explore um, an opportunity in Spain. And again, my family was like, why, what are you doing? Like, why can't you just, just go to school? Like, you know, go to university. And like, why is she having to like, why, why is she needing to do all these things? And at the end of the day, you know, my, my grandma was always, we always had a very, I, my grandma raised me, uh, my parents passed away when I was a little girl. So she was, I, I say today, she was such a progressive grandma because even though she like challenged me and we would have like a lot of arguments, at the end of the day, she, she supported my decisions. So she was always supportive on that one. But everybody was like, what is she doing? She's going to Spain. No, she's going to, you know, waste her time and not go to school. You know, all of my friends and my cousins were already going to the university. And I went to Spain and, you know, I had the intention of going to school there. But I learned, you know, I, I didn't have like my 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 papers, like my diploma wasn't like certified and registered. So I wasn't able to go to school. And that was like a huge, like, it was a big fail for me because I was like, oh my God, like I left my country. I'm here. I like took the decision. I put all my savings and I'm not going to be able to go to school. And I ended up going to flight attendant school as a way to like, okay, I'll find a reason, something to do here. And my family was like, okay, you know, great. Uh, let's see. Let's see how that goes. You know, at the end of the day, that first big experience I wasn't able to to fly because I was a student, so I I, I needed to get sponsored uh, by an airline, and it was so difficult back then. So I ended up going back home, like like a dog with my tail between my legs, and I felt like such a failure. And you know, I at that moment I was like regretting my decisions, you know. But then time time is is what tells you, right? Time is the only thing that can tell you the learnings of anything. But if I think back at it today and even years before, like when I was like, you know what? I learned so much from this experience because I learned like failure is not something that's going to stop me. I actually learned so much. I was in a country that was a different culture. I went through hardships. I grew because I had to work as anything I could find. I worked as, I worked cleaning houses. I worked as a, as a waitress and, you know, I grew and that developed certain grit in me mm -hmm. and you know I was like okay I went to school later but I learned so much from the school of life mm -hmm. so that one was really pivotal for me I would say and I think the things I hear too is I hear resilience I hear grit and I hear lessons that you learn and how well, I'll say it sometimes it's like you you turned your mess into a message and how it has helped you get to the next level. And that's one thing that I tell people and I tell my team all the time. It's like, fail often, fail fast, but fail safe. Like all those things were in essence, they may not felt like it at times, but they were safe fails. They were so uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think that's one thing is the unexpected things are uncomfortable things. Yes, they so, are. They're so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and we like our normal 
And I, that's what I love about this time right now is it is so uncomfortable and it is, everything's unexpected. It's like yeah. yesterday, um, which it was really, really unexpected. We had a guy get loose in our area and we had it like, I'm in the country. Um, like I'm in the South. Like we don't typically have that many people, but we had about a hundred, 150 police officers trying to get this one dude, you know, oh unexpected. and it's like, it's 2020. What's new, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, but how much I feel like our past experiences, if we see the positivity in it. Um, yeah. and one thing I told my kids yesterday, cause they were upset because I could, we couldn't go home cause we were blocked off from the corridor or from the containment area. And the one thing I told them is that you can only control yourself. Yeah. And I think that might be something pivotal, pivotal to talk about on this one is with unexpected things, the power of knowing you and controlling you. Yes. So what, what would you say to that? And what story or what, what time in your life really demonstrated learning those aspects? Yeah. Um, I think another, another moment in my life was, you know, I, and probably you can relate to that too. Uh, I, I come from a small town in Venezuela where, you know, people, um, you know, get married early and then they start having kids. And then that's like that, you know, you become, you know, a, a, a working housewife, but it's always kind of like, you know, that, that same narrative. And I, I was funny because I was like the first one to like get married when I was young uh, in that first relationship. And then I obviously got divorced. And then I, I didn't have children. And when, you know, I became, you know, single again and, and, and all that, my, my friends from school were all getting married when they were in the marriage wave and they started to have babies and they would always like say like, so what are you waiting for? Like, okay, okay, you're single now, but once you, you, you know, you next one, like, don't, don't waste your time. Like, you know, you're, you're 20, you're 25. I'm like, oh my God, you know? And uh, that was always like something very, like it was a recurring theme, a recurring theme, you know? And then I got into a relationship and then I was with that person for like two years. And it was like, so what are you waiting for? Like, you know, you can't like you. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, let me, like, I want to, like, I want to live. I want to grow professionally. Like, and I remember there was one thing that, that struck me so much that one of my friends said, and I don't believe, and it really, it, it, it was really like a, like, I have it, I have it right here. And it was like, you know, um, a woman will never be complete until they are mothers. And that hurt, that hurt because I was like, wow. Like, so you're one making me feel guilty because I haven't, you know, prioritized having a baby. And mm -hmm. two, you're telling me that, I'm incomplete, like as a human being, like, wow, you know, and that was always kind of like a topic around my, my close circle. And at first I was like, am I doing the right thing? You know, obviously like doubting myself because, you know, I am the one who's like leading this. Right. So if I'm not doing what's expected of me, I'm the owner of my destiny. Like I'm the architect of my life. So I better really get my stuff together and do what I want and what makes me happy because it like I'm leading here right so I you know I think that one and like fast forward today you know I, I don't have kids I'm you know I'm super happily married with my my husband and we're trying mm -hmm. and I I look back and you know what I 
the, the decisions that I took and the, and the, the places that I went back then, like brought me to, to where I am today, which is happy, successful. I chose a person. I chose a person I want to be with, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm trying to find a father, you know? Mm-hmm. And it made me to really make the right decisions because I was making them based on what I wanted and what was making me happy. Not, mm-hmm. not what others were telling me to do. And I love that. I think that's a big part too, is now is it, what I'm thinking too, is with this COVID, it, it's made a lot of shift changes in like either our livelihood or with our work. Some people are leaving, but the power of choice and it's ours. It is your choice. And I say for some people that this had to happen for you to get kicked out of the door of a door that you shouldn't have even been in in the first place. Yeah. So the power of that and with the next step, how did you go about, it was unexpected to others, but it was not for you. I'm assuming you knew, you knew in, in your heart to heart. Yeah, I knew, I knew even though, cause I tend to be like, I'm like always like, I'm Aries, so I don't know if you if you pay attention to those things. I'm like always like leading and like disrupting. I'm like, and I'm like, okay, that's where I'm going, and I'm going. And sometimes I'm like on such like on such like a high of like going, doing, doing, leading mm-hmm. that when I reflect, it's like I'm already like in the middle of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm like a lot of the things I think I've I've done in my life has been like very sub. Um, my subconscious has led me but then it like clicks like a little later on um but I you know I feel like it's you make a decision right and you have and you stick to your choice your decision and and it's your choice like you're saying you know I'm like this is what I want so I'm gonna go and do it because you know I it's one maybe I want to say I want to prove to the others but it's it's proving myself it's it's convincing myself that the decision that I made was the right one. So mm-hmm. once you believe it and once you trust yourself and you okay. know that you can do it, it's like green light. And I'm, you know, and it's like, I told you so. <laughs> I, I don't like to say it, but I like, I told you so. And I trust it. And I feel like a lot of the times we act based on pleasing others and pleasing society and pleasing, you know, norms and, and, and all of these things. And then we're bitter, you know, and then you, you convince yourself, I did the right thing. That was the right thing, but uh-uh. because you didn't choose it and, and you didn't do what you really wanted to do. Yeah. I think that's so, so key. And what I've seen, especially in professional and some of the work that we do is seeing specifically leaders get into a place and in, in a space where they didn't even want to be there. But yeah. they're still there. And yeah. I'm like, why? I'm like, if you don't want to be there, I, I'm pretty sure the people you're leading don't want you to be there either. Um, yes, you have a good reputation. Yes, you you may love the people around, but how you care in that that time period really matters. So what would you say to leaders or people that have been stuck in a career for way too long? and let life dictate them where they're at compared to let their choices and their personal internal guidance help in in the matter yeah i think first of all you need to you need to have confidence in yourself right i feel like fear is like one of the biggest you know blockers for for us and for the decisions we make um i think 
it's okay. Like you need to be okay with being afraid of something because it's a human emotion. It's something that, hey, if you don't feel fear, then okay, where, what planet are you from? And then two is not being afraid of failing. You know, it's like we said at the beginning, like if you leave that job that you hate, that makes you unhappy, you have two choices. And I always tell my friends, one, you can look at your job, your nine to five job as your nine to five job. You, you know, do whatever you need to do. And that's your nine to five job. And then you build on your passion projects in your personal mm -hmm. life. So that's like one option, right? And I'm like, look, if you're too scared to leave or there are things that you like about this, just make sure you're fulfilling your your happiness and, and you know, satisfying your passions with something. Like don't put all your eggs in the, in the work, in the nine to five work basket, right? Because mm -hmm. um, that will, it balances things out. You know, you, you can be good at your job, Maybe not the super happiest, but the, you you have things that are like motivating you on the side. Second mm -hmm. option is, you know, you never know what's on the other side until you go. And I feel like there's that fear of like, what is out there? You know, this is the only thing. And, you know, I won't find. And that is not true. That is mm -hmm. not true. You know, that is like the same thing as a relationship. Like, no, like there there's something better out there. And you just have the you just have to have the, you know, the um, you know, the guts to, to go and, and, and try it. So, um, it's, you know, be okay with, with being afraid and be okay with failing. Like as long as you get up, like you can fail as many times as you want. Right. And I think that's the big part right there is the getting up, getting back up. It's like, it will, it's the resilience. It's not just how you bounce back up. It's you bounce back better. And that you have the space and the growth. And again, why unexpected things help, especially in your if you're in the hiring process for leaders too. And, or if you're looking at, sometimes you might see people that have unique experiences, like I'll say even my spouse is so different than how I am. Like we have two different unexpected trajectories of how life is went. So it's no matter where you're at, as long as you're a human, like expect the unexpected because it's like, it's going to come. But yet again, back to the thing of the fear that you talked about earlier that I think is true with the part that fear brings awareness. Yeah. And that, yeah. That, that's what is natural tendency is to bring awareness. Fear can actually allow you to bring care and connect, especially right now. There's a lot of things with COVID or some other the uh, social justice issues that are happening. People are connecting over a common fear, common enemy, might say whatever. But there are ways that we can come and kind of the unexpected still has some expectations. We're going to show up to it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to have to deal with it. Um, yes. Yeah. And we can it's just like you're, you're like quick on your feet. It's like when you're like when you embrace the unexpected, that means you're like quick on your feet. You pivot quickly. You know, you're like it's not not being like on guard, but it's like you bounce back in a, in a positive way, right? You're like prepared because it's like, life is not a script. You know, I, I have so many conversations with so many friends and, and they'll be like, you know, in a, in a bad situation, they'll get like, so Debbie Downer. And I'm like, okay, you know what? That happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stuff happens. That's it. Like, don't dwell on the moment. Don't, you know, okay. Like what's next. And I think like, one of the things like when my, you know, in my, in my life and in doing everything opposite of what people expected of me in a way, kind of like make them be like, how the, 
heck did she do that? You know? <laughs> and she like just got past that. And they always tell me like, wow, like you were going through this and now you're like doing this and you bounce back. And I'm like, because it's like, I'm kind of like, I'm owning, not owning my destiny, but I'm, I'm owning my choices. And, and you have some sort of, like, you decide, right? You decide, mm-hmm. you decide how you want to approach this. You decide how you want to approach a pandemic. Like, do you want to hide under the table and cry until you wake up? Or do you want to adapt? That's another mm-hmm. big one. Adaptability, right? And I think that's huge, too, in the aspect of, again, overcoming. <laughs> because our mindset matters, I think more than anything and and the ability to grow with like just example unexpected i love that this is the title my kids i had to put it on mute for a second and i'm just like because they brought in a dog's tooth my dog just lost his tooth in the middle of the show (laughs) i can't do anything about it you pivot you adapt and you you keep going see (laughs) going with it you know because life is going to throw you things like a child always does like and a dog, apparently, too. So, but, it, but it's so true. Like, I can't predict. I can't predict the future. Nobody can. But, again, it is going into unexpected things that will happen, but owning yourself. And I think that's yeah. one thing that you talked about is owning yourself and owning what I'm big on is owning my physiology so I don't allow others to do that because I did that for so long. By people yeah. or by living yeah. away what was the expected route. So we do have one question from uh, Dana. I love this lady. She goes, are you a middle child as well <laughs> as an Aries? <laughs> Actually, I'm an only child. I'm an only child, but I have like 20 cousins. So my yeah, my parents passed away when I was a little girl. So I, I didn't get siblings and I moved with my family and yeah, all of my cousins lived at, in the same city and they were like 20. So, you know, starting 10 years old, I was like surrounded by a lot of other children all the time. So basically, yeah. So I could be a middle child. I'm a middle kid too. So, well, I'm a twin. So I don't know if that counts, but I'm a middle. Oh, um, twin. So, which makes the thing that I, the, also the thing that comparing. So as a twin, I always wow. compare. Um, but I think that's something too, that the expectations of what we've been compared to our whole life, like your life should, it was in essence compared to what another, uh, another cousin did or what the family perceived it was you to do, to do. And I think that might be something too, that we'll kind of end on our note on is the comparison curse and how that affects doing unexpected things and getting uncomfortable. Oh, so much. Yeah. Um, I, yes, the comparison, uh, card was, was very painful. Um, especially like being, you know, being the, the orphan child in my family, there was an extra attention on, on me of like, you know, it was kind of like obsessive, but then it was like, it was like nice sometimes. And then it was obsessively uncomfortable on others. So it was like, everybody was like alert of, of anything that I did. That's why like, like they were, when I would do one of these unexpected things, like start working with oil cargo ships, you know, being 23, which meant going, you know, on these huge tankers with crew of 50 men 
uh, who've been at sea for six months, you know, talk about a male-dominated, male-dominated industry. My family was like, what is she doing? You know, and they were like, oh, you know, my, I don't want like my, my princesses, my other daughters are not going to do that. That's not the kind of thing they do. That's the kind of thing Melissa does. So it became like the Melissa label. So it's like anything that was like out of the ordinary, you know, bold, risky, mm -hmm. it was the Melissa thing, you know? Yep. And, and it was negative back then. It was like, oh, there you're going to go with Melissa. You're going to go like, you know, um, travel somewhere in a country that, you know, you don't know or whatever. And now it's, now it's the, it's a good label. So now the Melissa label became a positive label. Now it's like, oh, let's reference Melissa. Well, you flip the script in essence. Yeah. You flip their expectations. It was okay. I'll say that's a lot that has happened with me as well. Um, I love, I'm an outdoorsy person. I love to ride motorcycles. I love to do, I'm a hunter. I like to fish. Like, and it's like, you don't, you're a cheerleader. You can't do those things. Well, yeah, I can. Just because I'm a female does not mean I can't do things. And I think that's one too. Well, I know that's one thing that we can also get nerdy about is women empowerment. But we will go there. So final question for you, uh, because again, I love you. You're so awesome. If there is people apologizing for doing unexpected things, what invitation of advice would you give them for the future? I would say trust your gut. Nobody, nobody knows what's best for you better than you. So you have to trust yourself. And second, we need more authentic people who do bold, unexpected things. We got to end with the cookie cutter thing. So be real. Real as being human is cool today. So yes. stick to your guts. Yes, I agree. Amen to that. Thank you so much. I am so blessed to have you on and I'm blessed for all that have listened. I hope you all have an amazing and blessed day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold. I'm not sorry for. If this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.